You can have all the Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio podcast with our new app. Just search your app store, uh, Apple, Android, Kindle. We don't care what you use. Search the app store for Explorations Early Learning. Download the app. Give it a try. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Hey, welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. Uh, Heather, somebody was touching my my mixing board knobs uh, uh, since we recorded last, and and I'm I'm a little bit uh, I'm a little bit beclamped, but everything's going to be okay. How you doing? I'm doing fine. Nobody's been touching my <laughs> nobody's mixing knobs. nobody's been touching your knobs. That's great. Um, so, what are we talking about today? Well, I thought we'd bring out the topic of um, various types of single parenting, um, and and ways we can support families of all types and ways that we might be thinking kind of narrowly when we think about um, either you could call it single parenting or unsupported parenting uh-huh. um, and dive into that topic because I think it's uh, uh, a lot of, touches a lot of families. Yeah, well, where should we start? Well, I, let's start with a story because the first time I was um, on NPR and interviewed there. I was all excited because it was it was national public radio, mm-hmm. um, and my one of the people that was on with me was a single parent, and I thought she had a very interesting view of it because she seemed to have a lot of support. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, you know, I'm I'm living up in uh, northern Michigan where we don't have any um, family closer than you know. 300 miles away. So that's a little tricky if a child is sick. Yeah. (laughs) Things like that. So it just made me think about levels of single parenting, what we mean by it, and what, um, and what parents are, what families are feeling support and feeling totally isolated and lonely in all the different permutations. So just to throw some out there, there's, um, there's sort of the solo parenting where there's no active parenting partner. Um, there's single parenting where you're on one week on the you know off the next where there's a a divorce or separation where you actually you're on a hundred percent half the time, uh-huh. but the other time um, there's a lot of adult time that you get without the kids. So there's there's uh, you know a whole mix of of issues there. There's people who um, who have, maybe they're raising their kids by themselves, but they've got grandma next door, they've got brothers and sisters and a whole support network, or maybe it's friends all surrounding them. So there's, um, and then there's there's parents who, well, they're married or they have a partner, but the partner is actually more of a dependent. You know, there may be um, addiction issues or alcohol issues or deadbeat issues, and they're still living in the same house, but the the extra adult is rather more of someone to take care of in addition to the kids. So you can't say that they're single parenting, but yet they are, or maybe even on top of that. They're carrying the load. Carrying a big load, yeah. And uh, sometimes I think we just, especially in the news, we hear about single parents and, and it's, it's a specific idea that that's sort of been stuck in our minds, which is one woman usually and fairly young, and um, that's what a single parent is. But I think there's a real 
rich array of of types of unsupported parenting and people who are parenting solo without a partner, but they actually have some support network involved, um, so they're not completely going solo. Yeah, it, it, it gets really easy, I mean, in all kinds of issues of life, just to lump everybody together in a category and paint them with the same brush. And, 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 and really, when you start picking apart anything, you find all these little nuances and, and these continuums of, uh, of, uh, of, of difference. And, and in this situation of being able to pull that apart when you're working with, uh, with other families and, and understand the, the real world dynamics of the individual situation, it, it gets a lot easier from a caregiver perspective to work with the family when you, when you truly understand what's going on when the child's not with you. Right. And if you're, um, if you're a caregiver, if you're a friend of somebody, sometimes it's helpful just to ask some questions like, do you have family in the area or do you have supportive family in the area? Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, those are two big, two hugely different things. Yeah, well, they can be because sometimes family can cause more problems. It depends on what family we're all given in our lot of life. But with friends, too, you know, do you, who is your network? Who is it that you can call in an emergency? And if you're getting back answers that are saying, there's nobody, you know, I'm it, I'm on my own. If my child is, is sick and I have to go to work, there's nobody I can turn to. Um, that person is going to really need some, um, some reaching out and to start building that network because everybody, doesn't matter how many parenting partners you have, doesn't matter what, how much family you have around you, Everybody needs as wide a network as possible to support each other, and that's, that's what life's all about. But that's sometimes what our modern life keeps separating us and keeps isolating us, and especially in these early childhood years. A lot of families feel very isolated, and um, so it's, it's good to ask some questions, start bringing up the topics. Um, I once heard uh, Dan Hodgkin's um, raise the questions of, well, who's your person you can turn to when you need a laugh? Who's the person you can turn to when you need help with the kids? Who's the person you can turn to? And a lot of the people in the room were thinking, hmm, I have that person, but not that kind of person. Uh So we all need a a wide range of support. And if if we don't have it in our family structure, we need to seek that support elsewhere. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, back in our, our caregiver days, we would see this. I mean, you have a family filling out uh, paperwork to enroll a new child, and you have to have the emergency contacts. And, and I think uh, we had to have two or three of them because, you know, you, I mean, there's a good chance you might not be able to get a hold of whoever's first on the list. And if there's a real emergency, you need, I mean, you need backup there. And we would have situations where, where parents or caregivers would have uh, – custodial uh, people would have have a hard time coming up with two or three people that they could call on if there was an emergency with the child and 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 I mean that's that's uh, it, it's it's a hard hard place to be and helping those people helping those families uh, develop that network is is tough so are, are there ways and I'm just thinking for that for the caregivers listening, especially, are there ways when we find people that are in those situations where they don't have that support system uh, that we can we can help we can help? Well, some of it's just raising the topic, um, such as you know, if the emergency cards are coming back, I see you don't have some filled out. You know, it sounds like you're really on your own. What um, what ways are you thinking of? Of um, uh, we all need a big support net. How can you? Um, 
Is there a neighbor that you can get to know? Because a lot of people don't even know their next door neighbors. So, yeah. um, you know, we were stuck the other um, the other day when I had to fly out to speak somewhere. So I, you know, I was expected there were two hundred or three hundred people waiting for me. It wasn't the sort of thing where I could say can't come. <laughs> um, so I was expected in in um, Texas. And my child, of course, decided, and my husband had a huge day with his job, and there were cranes and forklifts involved, and it was a, you know, really busy day. And then my child decided to get sick. Um, How dare he? He didn't decide, but you know. <laughs> um, all of our, you know, as I said, there's no family in town, and we both needed to be absent, and there was a sick child. You can't take him to, you know, daycares and things like that when you've got a sick child. No. And somebody needs... To be with them, somebody that you trust. Well, all our normal babysitters, they were all tied up. You know, we thought we had a really wide support network. And we ended up patching together a few um, elderly neighbors, including one who didn't have teeth in her mouth, <laughs> who came <laughs> over <laughs> and was able to help. But it's, um, you know, you always need it wider than you think. And, and some of the, um, some of the uh, elderly ladies that we called on were so tickled to be asked because they, uh-huh. um, you know, it, it helped them feel part of the community and they could, all they had to do was sit in a chair and read a book because he wasn't very active. Yeah. But, you know, it was it was good on both sides. But sometimes I think we're just scared to involve other people in our lives when really that's the point of living. Well, we don't, we don't want to be a, we don't want to be a burden. And I, I think we get that mindset going and I'm, I'm not sure where it comes from. I used to think it was kind of, I mean, for me, kind of an upper Midwestern stoicism, um, but I, 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 I... The children don't need stoic. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, they, need, exactly. they need their basic needs met, and it, it's also good for them to, to know that there are other people they can count on. Um, you know, there are, it, this gets into free-range kids, but if you're letting your kids play outside and walk down the the sidewalk and play with it go knock on a neighbor's door and play they need to know who lives in all these houses or apartments or wherever it is you live so that they know who's around them they know their names they know who they feel comfortable with who they might run to if there was an emergency um it's it's healthy for everybody just when you say hello when you're i think that's the first step to build these networks is smile and say hello when you meet people and you never know what what connections you'll start to forge Oh yeah, and open just it. If you if that's not your if that's not your thing, it can take a lot of personal oomph to be able to open yourself up to that. Yeah. Um, but I, kids force you to. I think that yeah. that's one of the growing things that happens to parents is realizing that okay, I can do this, but I can't do it completely alone. No matter whether I have a parenting partner or or not, I need a network that bigger than I am. Um, And one thing that I like is when parents who um, don't have a big family support network locally find out who else doesn't and connects with them and says, okay, I'll be your aunt or I'll be your uncle. If If there's anything that comes up, there's a family emergency, just feel free to drop her at my house any time of day or night, you know, and just have that understanding that hopefully it'll never come up, but even if there's a a semi-emergency that you know you can rely on each other for that. Yeah, yeah, and and I mean, there are programs out there that kind of uh, uh, 
foster this. Uh, we had, <laughs> it makes me feel kind of old, but we had a, uh, a little postcard in the mail yet just yesterday from the local, uh, 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 what is it? Foster grandparent program. Uh, and I mean, with those, for, for some kids, if there aren't grandparents or big brothers or big sisters, there are, there are those programs out there. And, and, uh, Tasha just kind of looked at it and felt old for a second. But I said, you know, you know, being another kid's foster grandparents might not be all that bad because, uh, you have them over and then they play with grandbaby for three or four hours. And, 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 and that turns down the pressure from having to be grandbaby's entertainment, which we've talked about in previous episodes. And this other kid is getting a good thing. And so I think, I think those programs are, are, are kind of a, a starting point for connecting people in, in these, those situations, right. either, either those people that are feeling a need to, to be valued and, and be useful, and on the other side, the families that, that need that. Um, and so right. I think there's that, that's a good tool. Yeah, it is. And as, as you say, there's excellent organizations. And if you don't feel like going to an organization, you know, walk down the street and find the, the um, local um, person who wants to be a grandparent and isn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. or never will be, but really wants to sort of play that grandparent role and involve these people because... The generations need to mix, um, and the more people that can support each other, the better. And you can watch out. You know, I, I grew up across the street. There was an older couple who were looking after an even older person in their house, mm-hmm. and we would go visit. Um, but they would all we'd also look out for them, you know, and bring in their mail or make sure that their that their um, snow had been shoveled. And just it's it, it's all mutual. But I think that sometimes when people are enmeshed in this early childhood time, they, they're very worried about being a bother. And if they are single parenting, solo parenting, they're very, you know, there's, there's possible stigma. There's all kinds of, there's a possible economic hardship. But no matter what's going on, no matter what the income, what the, um, how many parenting people you have in the house, we all need a bigger network and we can all make it wider. And we can all ask those questions, you know, do you have family in town? Do you have people who you can count on? Um, have you, when's the last time you had a night out for yourself? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and some people will tell you it's been 10 years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I go, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we need, it's, it's, it's not all, as I say, about income. It's also about um, emotional and social health. So um, I know someone who, um, she doesn't have uh, children herself. But she gave a gift when um, her friend's child was diagnosed with autism. She said, my gift to you is one night out a month. Uh-huh. I will come to your house no matter what's going on, and you and your, your partner go out and, and take a break from this um, challenging parenting situation. And that's a one, you know, we don't all think of this, but that's something most of us can gift somebody is um, one night a month to help a family. Even yeah. if they don't have a special needs child because every child has has uh, challenging moments and we all need a break. Yeah, that just becomes a release valve and that that's that's so so important. We told I mean uh, with grandbaby 2.0 showing up, uh, we, we made sure mommy and daddy knew that, that when you, when you need to step away, all you, all you need to do is let us know because I mean, having, having the four year old and the newborn, uh, even, even with both of them fully engaged, uh, with, with bringing up these children, it can, it can get to be a little bit much once in a while. And so, and so when, when you're outside one of those situations and you can, you can reach in and lend a helping hand, 
periodically as needed. Um, it's a good thing. But Heather, it got me thinking, the other side of that, Heather, is how do you, if you want to be one of those people offering support, how do you find that balance with, I want to be there for you, but I don't want to be overbearing? Because I think mm -hmm. that, that becomes, I mean, that, that dynamic can become a real thing in some of these situations as well. Right. Well, you can set up ground rules and just say, look, I'm here to help. So if, if ever, you just say the word, I won't ask questions, I'll just, you know, <laughs> back off. Um, but it, it all comes down to personalities and navigating social relationships. So there's, there's no one fit answer to that. So, so we, um, we, 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 we use our thing, words and listen? Yeah, we listen. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's another thing that I think that on the parent side, we need to open up and trust more that, yes, other people can care for our child. It won't be exactly the way we do it, and that's okay. Kids will learn from a variety of, of styles. If they're not parenting exactly the way you do, guess what? That's fine. Mm -hmm. The kids will be able to adapt, and they can learn that that's how things are with this person, um, and it just helps um, enhance their social learning. So unless it's something that you feel is, is extremely over the top or dangerous in any way, yeah. but most people, it's just going to be a different style, and it's not going to be the end of the world. So... I've met people who have never hired a babysitter, and they're just too scared to trust anybody. Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who are needing support. They may even have two parents in the household, but they haven't had a night out. They haven't given themselves that opportunity. To, and really the joy of trusting other people. So um, if that is you, um, take, a, take a baby step and leave your child for half an hour with somebody uh -huh. and come back because it's really more about you at that point than it is about what the child needs. The child will be fine. Yeah. With families we've worked with in the past, I think for, for and this is a generalization, but for some, I think it all, almost becomes a, and, and I've seen this with single parents with one child, um, like, and, and it, it becomes a, a you and me against the world kind of mentality and and they almost have this this siege mentality that everybody in the world is out to get them and when you dig into the situations a little bit it it's often because for that adult's whole existence it has been the whole world out to get them almost and 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 so reaching in and, and being a support system for for some of those those families that are in these situations where they're almost feeling like they're on defense uh can can be tough and I, I i i can't approach it from the other perspective very well because i've never been there but i've got a i've I, I mean you just assume that that's a that's a really tough place to be when you see everybody out there even the people trying to lend a helping hand as a, a potential threat oh, threat yep yeah and that i think that sometimes um the best thing there is, is to have peer-to-peer so see if they can find somebody else in a similar situation that they're willing to trust. Yeah. Um, and people will be ready to trust when they're ready. So it, it, maybe you can see that there's a need right now, but they may not realize it a couple, until a couple of years from now. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're out there and you're feeling isolated and alone, um, reach out and, uh, and, and, and there's going to be somebody that'll, that'll reach out a hand back to you. And, and, and if they don't, email the show. We'll talk to you. Um, anything else we should throw in here to wrap it up, Heather? No, just uh, connect and um, and realize that 
that um, whatever family situation you have, you can always make your family bigger by choosing people to connect with. Yeah. Hey, we made it through this whole topic without uh, without saying it takes a village. So pretty, oh, good. <laughs> pretty proud. Now pretty... you have to edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> no, people will ignore that part. Uh, hey, hey, listeners, thanks for thanks for sharing the show. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting. Uh, we love doing it. We love hearing from you. Enjoy your day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Hey, you want to support all the Upstairs Studio podcasts? It's as simple as this. Use our Amazon link when you shop Amazon. We get a small percentage of what you spend. You don't pay any extra. You get your stuff from Amazon. Everybody wins. Where do you find the link? Well, it's on the Explorations Early Learning app. You can find it on the Explorations Early Learning website. And if you don't find it in those places, just get a hold of Jeff on Facebook or via email, and he'll hand-deliver it to your inbox. Thanks for your support. Bye-bye.